for hosting us here. And, um, and I just want to I want to thank all of you know you know Rick and Cassie, you know Stephanie, Sam, Tessa, all our entire Cassie, team, and and uh, and just you know um, you know Annette. Do you want her to come up here too? Yeah. yeah. Come on. I just uh, want to thank you and thank your team. I think many of them are here in the room, and uh, we appreciate you guys. A lot of extra work, and then you have the big ministers' conference coming up here, and then you had the women's conference when I showed up on uh, Monday night, and uh, so it's been a, a week. And uh, but you'd never see any weakness in the way you've loved on us, and so I thank you all of you, and thank you too. And I just wanted to point something out. Did you kind of get the idea? And Carol's not here, but it's gray and black. I don't know. Look at the way some of you are dressed. It's supposed to be all gray and black, and Carol's back there. I don't know how that happened, but we, you know. Uh, but thank you all. Yeah, and uh, yes, I, I was with you in the prayer, and uh, you're just helping us reach more people. That's our mandate. So I thank you for sowing into sending Carol and I and and uh, for the things we're doing to expand our reach. We've got to now, I'm working on a number of projects and that I, I would love to be here with you the rest of this week, but uh, I've got, I'm falling behind because we've been traveling so much. So I've been doing too much doing and now I need to get back to leading. Uh, so um, thank you, God bless you all. And we, we've got a lot to do, so it's not goodbye. I'm just, you know. <clears throat> Okay, so here's the, what's your greatest tool? Questions. questions. And so let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Who did not do their homework assignment? Exodus 17, 18. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Th yes, and thank you, sister. And uh, yeah, so these, for the first five hands that went up, I would want them to be on my team. You say, what? Why would you want them to be on your team? Because, thank you, sir, they're honest. Yeah, they were honest. They immediately raised their hand. No, I, no. Will you do the homework? He's done, he's done it. <laughs> so he's been to how many trainings? 22. But I 22, yeah, he's a slow learner, but, you know. <laughs> <coughs> No, he's awesome. He keeps me straight. Uh, he's been to 22, and what, did you, what were you saying before I humiliated you? I still forgot to read it. You forgot to read it. Well, we cut you a little slack. But, uh, but you know, the rest of you, will you, do, will you read the assignment? Because it's important. And uh, you, it, let God minister to you about it. But, yeah, I would want, I need honest people on my team. And that's number four here. Uh, some, several of you came up and reminded me I didn't finish this. Well, we needed to take a break. And, uh, but it, it, uh, we're talking about honesty here. And I, look, the hands go right up. You know, yeah, why would I want these reprobates on my team? Because they're, well, we could put them in the cage with the drummer, but, uh, <clears throat> but I want them because they're honest. And I know that I'm gonna get a straight answer from them and I'm gonna get the truth so I can direct the organization into the desired future. And I can coach them to overcome a mistake or something they forgot or whatever. We can coach, we can raise the bar, we can expect a higher standard, but 
Honesty has to, and it's, honesty is not mental gymnastics. You know, let's see, well, he, he, he's asking about the homework assignment and, and uh, I didn't do the homework assignment, but if I raise my hand, then people that I met yesterday here at the training will think I'm backslidden, so then, but then on the other hand, God might know. So, oh my gosh, what should I do here? In your head, you're doing the mental gymnastics. Just tell the truth. It's real simple. Just give an honest answer. And we, as you can now see, we're far enough along where you can see that the, this system is based on honesty. It's based on starting with me, the leader. What did we say? You know, whether the team wins or loses is all based on the leader. So if we're gonna have a, an honest winning culture, then it's gonna have to start with me. So how would I coach and teach on honesty, for example? Because we've, we've emphasized how important coaching, teaching, training, and mentoring is, or coaching, teaching, training, and mentoring is. And so how would I coach, teach, train on honesty? As an example, I just wanna help you with this. The discipler CEO is laced through me role-playing different things and trying to help you understand how to do some of these things. It's one thing to know the system, it's another thing to know how to do it. And I, I think some of the things I've been sharing even today and, and at the end yesterday, you can see that a lot of it is how uh, exceptional we need to become at the skills and the art forms and the, and the doing of the job. How do you literally do it? Do the, it's one thing to know the principle, but another thing to do it effectively. So in this case, let's just do this for a little bit. How, how would I coach on honesty? So here's my team. And I will not be up last night doing a lecture on honesty. I don't need to do that. Never do anything for someone else that they have the ability to do for themselves, like think through the process. So I would tell, first I would start the, the session, and you always want to start with a positive and build off of the positive and bring discipline after you've established uh, what, what reality here. And reality is the, these people, and I tell them that, you're on my team because you have integrity. That's why you're on my team. I selected you, because you and you've proven to be integrous over the years. So that's why I have you on my team. But let's, I wanna talk to you this morning about honesty and how we're gonna build, how we need to build and how we will build an honest culture. So let's, what, what does honesty mean to you? Just tell me, let's just get it out here. You all know. But let, let's just tell me, what, answer that question. What does honesty mean to you? And they'll just start telling me, well, honesty is this, and honesty is that, and this is honesty, and that's honesty. I don't need to do the lesson. They know, at this point in their life, they know, and then what they don't think of, someone else will fill, be filling, they're gonna, with the four or five of them, we're gonna fill the list here very quickly, in five minutes, max. We got. We got all the components of honesty out on the table like that. I don't have to stay up and write some thesis on honesty for crying out loud. They know what it is. We just need to get it out on the table and face reality. Okay, I might even ask the question, what games do people play with honesty? You know, like before you were saved or since you've been saved. You know, what games do we pay? But, it, but they, somebody came up and, and asked the question, uh, what was it? Um, does the leader ever uh, add to what the team presents? Yes, 
and I, I, maybe I wasn't clear enough when I did this little role playing, and it, it, apparently it, I wasn't clear enough. See, if if the, if person's not clear on your team, it's because you didn't give clarity, you didn't give good direction, you didn't teach it well. So it all starts with us. So uh, yes, the leader he added, he added, he he added by questioning. Did you think of this? Did you think of that? And he asked a question. He didn't say, you need to think, pal, about this and that and then lecture me and demean. No, he just said, did you think? of? No, I didn't. Okay, well, but then at some point he did add some things. See, so they build the cake and you put the icing on it, but you stop building the cake. Let them build the cake and you put the icing on it. That's where, and then you play your cards last. They build the cake and you, we get the cake right and then you can put, your touch on it that's that's fine but you don't okay so back to the, so <clears throat> yeah and and then maybe there's something missing here that you're aware of that they haven't acknowledged and so you can ask them do, do, does anybody know what marginal deception is and they're gonna say if they say yes and I say well tell us what it what it is and we then we put, add that one but if they don't know then you do have to come in and put some icing on this situation and you would share with them what marginal deception is and you would explain to them that marginal deception is when you bring me a plan or uh, you present to me uh, a, a idea or whatever and you stack the deck over here with all the things that's, with, that are positive that would cause me to approve it and then you leave out a number of things over here and just throw a few bogus things in here to make it look authentic, but you're marginally deceiving me. It's a Christian form of lying. And so we're, 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 they're trying to manipulate me to make a decision for their little area of responsibility. And that's, a, that's what's called marginal deception. You can call it what you may, but don't accept it. That's inappropriate. And that's what they do because this is my department, you see. Everything this department is is because of me, praise the Lord. And so they, they, it's all, they, they think they have ownership of this. It's God's. It's God's. And who are they? When, are they working for man or are they working for God? You, that's an important point, a distinguishing point that we have to communicate. We're, we're serving God, not your own special little dreams and projects and department. We're serving God. And so uh, now, so we, they, they're going to tell me these things and, and we could ask a number of, a couple other questions about what games do people play and so forth. But we get that, we get it, we, they're just facing reality. This is, what, this is what honesty is. And so then I would start by saying, I need to, and this is, if this is the case, uh, I need to apologize to you and ask you for forgiveness and I've repented to the Lord because there have been numerous times when I have beat around the bush and made innuendo and hoped that you would figure out something instead of me telling you the absolute truth. And because of my behavior like that, I care about you, I'm disappointed in myself, I, I was weak and I didn't tell you the truth and I cheated and stole from your ability to learn and grow and I covenant with you, I will never do that again. 
and you can help me by challenging me and saying, is that all, sir? And it can, is there more that I can learn? Are you sure that I've, I've learned everything from this situation? You can pull it out of me. But I covenant with you. It has to start with me. If we're going to have an honest culture, it needs to start with me. I'm going to be the same guy that loves you, but I'm going to love you enough to tell you the truth. And, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you so I don't cheat you anymore from learning and growing and being all you can be for Christ. Now, the next thing is I expect you to be honest with one another, and I believe that's happening. I'm not aware of any situation, but, but let's be clear. We need to be honest with one another. When, when you have aught with one another, you need to go to one another. You need to deal with it. I don't want to know about it. I just want to know that it's taken care of. Or, and I, and I, the only thing I want to know is if you haven't taken care of it. And then my first question to you is going to be, why is it not taken care of? Because I've taught you, and the, the Word of God tells us how we're supposed to handle things like that, and I expect you to do it. So you go to one another. I don't want to get involved with that. I don't need that kind of minutia. I need to stay focused on what's important. You figure it out. You work it out. And I want to know why you didn't work it out if you didn't work it out. Okay, then, so we're going to be honest with one another. I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to be honest with one another. Then I expect you to have, I'll go quickly here. We, I don't want to ex exhaust this. But uh, it, now, we're going, every, when you meet with your team, I want you to have a, the same kind of session that we're having here. I want, I want the same points to be conveyed to your team and then to their teams. And we were going to put that, I'm putting that expectation on you and I'm putting, and you put that expectation on them so that that's how we're going to build an honest culture. Now, <clears throat> then I need to do the four things that I taught you earlier. So do you understand? I'm, I'm cutting some things out, but I'm getting the main points out. Do, do you understand? And then can you confirm for me that you understand? So somebody speak into being what I've said and what I expect. So we're all clear. Okay, and then can you make a commitment to this? And they say yes. And I say, and okay, so you, you don't see any reason why you cannot be totally honest with me, with each other, and with anybody in this organization. And you'll have this session with your people, and we'll build an honest culture. And we'll take authority over when there is dishonesty. And uh, yes, sir, okay, and I, I, I had no doubts about that, because that's why you're on the team. But let me be clear, and now we have what's left, consequences. What's left is consequences. So they've confirmed that they understand and they've committed to do it. There are no excuses. And now consequences. Now, I want you to understand how important this is. If you were, I believe this won't be a problem, but if you were ever to choose to be dishonest with me or one another or anybody in this organization, you will have you have decided to be off this team as fast as if you moved in with the wrong person or snorted the wrong stuff. Do you understand? That's how serious this is. We have to have an honest culture. And I'm going to make the change necessary. You make whatever changes are necessary, and we're going to have an honest culture. But that, that's how serious this is. We cannot build this organization and we cannot work this system if we don't have absolute and, uh, on, and total, complete honesty. So 
we have to do, th see, you have to establish the expectations. And it, when you don't, do, you can't expect people to follow the, the, something that you haven't decreed or declared or explained. You can't expect people to do that. That's unfair to, you should have known. No, how would they know if you didn't do it? So, okay, so th that's, that's about uh, honesty. <clears throat> so these are, the, these are the main points on honesty. And so we've kind of uh, talked about um, the concept here. This is the concept of the process. This is, these are the principles behind, the, not everything, but the essence of it, the, of the process. And so the key, the key things that we learn from them, the key things they learn from you, this is how they become generalists when they start getting this kind of feedback as to why you can't approve their plan and you coach them, then they become more of a generalist. That's how we perfect and, and develop generalists. You have to have more leaders and you have to have then a sufficiency of generalists and groom those, the, the three progressions that we talked about. Retain and train leaders and then develop them to lead others and then to develop leaders that can lead other leaders, generalists, that can do that on your behalf. So this is the process by which we do it. Now let's, let's move to the next page and we'll start this before lunch and because we have a shorter time this afternoon and we're going to have a Q&A, so let's keep moving here. <clears throat> okay, so let's move to this board now and look at, here is, the diagram in the next page of your workbook. Hopefully you're taking copious notes. <clears throat> okay, the, the L is you, the leader. Same L that's here. The L is you as the leader. Now we're taking this concept of the process and now we're working the process in real time here with real people for a real God. So the, this is a table. That does it work with a, just an oval table or a rectangular table? It works with any table where you're eyeball to eyeball, where you are, you know, 50% of communication over 50 is body language. And we're doing this eyeball to eyeball, spirit storming and building together. We're a team. So the team is the arrows. And why are they pointing in? Because they're offering their wisdom, counsel, understanding and knowledge they're giving you apt answers, timely words, they're, develop, they're presenting their plans, ideas, and recommendations. Everything we've talked about over there in the positioning and then over here in the, in the process. And so th this, this is how we do that in real time. And so I'm gonna give you some case studies and explain how this works. But the, what we're gonna do here in the center of the table is put IP equals O. And that's what we talked about way over here yesterday morning when we began and talked to unpack the scriptures and we identified that 
uh, we need facts. It all starts with the facts. We've hit that a number of different ways. And it's, we apply common sense to the facts. So we get wisdom applied and common sense here, understanding and knowledge and counsel applied to those facts that are on the table. And then we have to turn it into a plan or turn it into an opportunity. So the facts represent an issue or an I. And then the problem is the P. What's the cause and what's the effect? And then we have to appoint someone to turn it into a plan to make it an opportunity. So that's what we're doing here. And so I'm going to give you uh, a case study, uh, a couple of them, so that you can understand how this works. And these, again, are business school case studies. Uh, but there was a, the first one, it's, it's fairly common, so some of you may have very well have heard it. Uh, it's okay. Repetition is the motor of learning. Now you can apply it to what you're doing in light of this system. But the, it, was a, uh, cal it was a company in California, a publicly held company, but a small company, and they made uh, products out of the raw material canvas. So they made products out of canvas. They made things like awnings and duffel bags. That was their raw material was canvas. And those were the types of products that they made out of canvas. And so what happened was they had an honest arrow here, these, these are the team, this is the leader, and here's the arrows are the team. And this arrow came to the table one day, and he was honest, and he said, I messed up. He was the head of purchasing and inventory control in this company, in this publicly held company. And he, he, uh, he said, I ordered too much canvas. I don't know what he did, moved the decimal point too far to the right or something. We got buku too much canvas here. And so that's the issue. Too much canvas, ordered too much canvas, too much of a raw material. And then the question on the table, the question here, but the same question here, the question on the table is, what are we going to make out of that stuff so we end the year in this color and not this color? So at the end of the year, we're in the, positive. We got to sell that stuff at a profit. And we know what the cause was because he admitted it. He was honest. He presented the problem. We know what the cause was, but what effect is that going to have on us? Well, if we end the year in this color, we're going to be fired. And so will you. I will be fired as a CEO and you will be fired also because we're going to have all this excess inventory and the we're going to be south of an ROI. So we need to end the year in this color. So what are we going to make out of the canvas? That's the question on the table. What's, what are we going to do about this? And the leader didn't, he didn't take it and say, you know, I got to get home in my lazy boy immediately and start figuring this thing out. No. He turned to the team. He said, come on, we're going to have to come up with a solution to this. And they didn't solve it there. They didn't stay here and just hammer the thing out until they came up with a great idea. No, they directed it. He, the leader directed it. He said, get with your teams and come back and tell me what we're going to do with this canvas to turn it into a profit so we end the year in the black. And so, they went, so this team here and all the others went away. Here's the, the arrow here. Now that arrow is the leader of this team. And 
This team came back to the table. You see, they all had teams. Man, I don't know how deep the teams were. I'm not even sure where the final idea came from, uh, whether it was this team or then this arrow that's on this team is now the leader of this team down here. I don't know how deep they went and where the ideas came from, but I told you on the ship it came from down there in the communications department that changed the whole fleet and the way the whole fleet operated. And we talked about that, the Benfeld and the Kaizen thing. So the idea, and so now here's the arrow presenting the idea like I presented our team's idea on how to make vertical merchandising work. And this, this arrow uh, come back to the table and says, we need to make, we need to make uh, pants out of that stuff. And you know, they're sitting around the table. You can't, you're, the, you're not only the leader, but you're the facilitator of ideation, spirit storming. You're not the editor of ideas. They, and, but they may have been sn snickering around the table. You know, that's really stupid. Make pants out of it. You'd make pants out of cotton or blend or, or wool or some blend. And, you know, but we, we, don't, we don't laugh about some spirit storm ideas. You know the principle, brainstorming, but, you, you know, one idea leads to this idea, to a better idea than the perfect idea. That's, that's the whole idea. Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You guy's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, praise God. Uh, all right, so where were we before you, just, before you distracted me? Um, what? Pants, yeah. And so that's stupid. You make pants. Uh, no, we didn't. stop editing things and start adding things to a, an idea and a better idea and a, the perfect idea. But that was the beginning of the Levi Corporation, Levi Jeans. Many of you may have heard this case study, but the beginning of Levi jeans. I can go and have to Botswana and to um, Zambia and places in remote parts of the world, third world nations, and half the room is wearing this stuff. I ask them, how many of you are wearing Levi? They're, yeah, me, I got them on. And yeah, Levi, so what's, what am I showing you here? What am I illustrating? What, I want you, what do I want you to grasp? A problem, a mistake, an issue, a negative turned into not only an opportunity, a reinvention of that corporation. Took it from a dinky little California company and a mistake and an issue and turned it into a household name all over the world from one mistake or one something that we, a fact that we uncover, that's why we can't be so beaten down and overwhelmed that we don't want to hear about any more stuff that's wrong. No, we need to have an infrastructure and you come to the meeting here, you're prayed up, you're excited, you're hearing about stuff that you didn't even think of. It's coming up from down there and it's tr coming back up through the chain of command and they're telling you about things they discover down there that will change the whole dynamic here for us in terms of our impact and our productivity for God. 
That, and it's huge, and that's the way it works. But, it, but you're, we're, we have to have an infrastructure that can entertain all of the facts that we discover, and I'm gonna try to make a point about that <clears throat> at some point here. I'm just be obedient and see how the Holy Spirit wants us to go. But the, the, that, that issue, problem, cause is made a mistake, effect is we'll, if we don't turn it into a profit and then it ended up being an opportunity and this is, this is what I told you yesterday. This is where we reinvent. We reinvent your organization every time we meet. This is a reinvention team and we don't, they don't reinvent here, they direct it. They broker out the reinvention to the teams. If this is all you have, we gotta do it here. But that's why I'm illustrating to you with the chairs here that you gotta go deeper. You can, this is the team that simply analyzes the cause and the effect and determines who we're gonna broker it to, who we're gonna assign to fix this. They don't fix it here unless this is all you have. But then this, if this is all you have until you build deeper, which is, it takes time, takes retention and training, but, it, but this is all you have, then we're working simultaneous, we're working sequentially on these solutions. But when we can broker out to teams, five here, 25 there, we can get meteor, have meteoric growth and do this kind of thing on all levels, in all areas, in all departments or divisions of your company or your ministry. So, Hopefully you're, you, you see that how valuable this is. So we reinvent, the, 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 there was a pastor in Boston and uh, he said, I was praying and, and begging God, help me reinvent this, this ministry, this church. Help me reinvent this place. And God, he said, and God spoke to me and said, I can't reinvent your place until I can reinvent you. See, it starts with you. And that's why I put so much into that product to help you get jump started here, learning these skills and these art forms and these principles and this system. And then so you can reinvent your organization and put yourself in a position where things like this can happen on a regular basis. And they are happening on a regular basis for those that have, have taken it and run with it. So we're reinventing, this is, and th that's what this has to be, a building unit, a reinvention unit, and you reinvent your ministry every time you meet. So you're minimizing the stuff that are not about inno innovation and expansion and building and operating in the likeness of God. Not only were we created in his likeness, but we ought to be operating <coughs> under his likeness. Amen. That's good. You're finally starting to get the amen thing. That just <laughs> helps me. Okay. Uh, so that was Levi Corporation. It wasn't Levi. Well, let's stick to the subject here. So let's stick to the lesson plan. The next one, here's another one. Here sat um, Bill Gates, dollar bill. Now we're going back three decades, at least, maybe close to four now. Um, and here's Bill, 
and here's Balmer and the rest of the executive leadership team, the main team, the top team, not the doers, the leaders. And so they're sitting at the table and Bill had a couple questions. The first one he had was he's thinking, you know, I'm really rich and do I want to keep doing this? I mean, I could segue out of here and do something else, start a foundation or something, which he eventually did do. But he's thinking, do I, do I want to keep doing this? Uh, and then he thought, yeah, I do. I want to keep doing it. But then he had this thought, do, I wonder if they want to keep doing it because they're pretty rich too. I wonder if they're still with me. So he asked that question. You know, are you guys still with me? He, did, he played his cards last. I told you that several times, but he played his cards last. He didn't tell them the answer initially, what he was going to do, because that would dictate perhaps how they're going to respond. So he, he said, uh, are you guys, you know, you're pretty well off. You want to keep going? We have to come up with the next iteration of Microsoft. What are we going to do next? What are we going to do to have compounding 15% minimum increases or the stock plummets or earnings plummet? Do you want to keep doing this? Or are you finished? I need to know. And you say, well, you can't, again, you can't ask people that. What if they say, yes, I'm finished? Well, it's good to know it now. <laughs> and, and quite honestly, when they finish, when they're finished with you, you know where that ends up? Out in the congregation or throughout the company. And they're telling everybody else that how bad things are and why they're out of here. And they, they, he wouldn't know a good idea if he saw one and blah, blah, blah. That, so it needs to get dealt with here. And so he said, are you still with me? And they said, yeah, we're, we're, we're in, we're with you. But it's a good idea to ask that question when your people are, are late for the meeting and it's their turn to present something and they're on the docket to present and they, oh yeah, I forgot. And they threw something together. No, you gotta, this looks like something you threw together at the last minute. Are you with me? Are you guys with me or what? Because it doesn't look like it. All right, so Bill's sitting here. And the next question is, the one I mentioned, what's the next iteration of Microsoft? What are we going to do next? How, how are we going to have the 15% compounding increases? That's on the table. And he's, turning, he's looking to them. He's saying, okay, guys, what ideas do you have? What are we going to be doing? What direction do we have to give? What strategic direction are we going to take to cast down to the teams in the corporation to make happen? What are we going to do? And I'm going to talk to you about priorities, but they had to come up with the priorities of the macro priorities that are going to dictate what everybody's going to be working on, what everybody's going to be working on in the coming year. That's, what, that's the question on the table. And these guys are telling them, Bill, you know, the one thing we're going to have to do, it, there's this thing coming. It didn't have a name yet. But there's, there's this thing coming. It was the internet. And Al Gore hadn't invented it yet. But it's, it's, it's coming, this thing called the internet. And <clears throat> we're going to need to segue the way we function to be mindful and accommodating to the internet that's going to change the dynamics of everything. And th they're telling him that. And... Bill said, the genius from the garage. This is why Proverbs says, lean not on your own understanding. 
Bill, the genius from the garage, said, I don't know, I don't think so. I don't see it. I think we need to keep plowing where we're going, what we're doing, and I don't think that's going to have that big of an impact on us. Yeah, that's a real case study. Dollar Bill. He was a genius in the garage. Now he's about to make a huge blunder. I did a thing with the partners a number of years ago, and we looked at people that were geniuses one day and idiots the next. Or like Wexner, you know, just a genius. Five billion dollars, then he hit a plateau. Now he, he's, huh, he's a dummy. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. Yeah, so, so Bill said, I don't see it. But they told him why. They said, Bill, this is why. This is what we see. This is our perspective. And from our education and our experiences and all that we've learned, we need to be mindful of this thing that's coming. That's what the arrows are telling Bill. And he said, wow, you know, you're right. I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it that way. And he was leaning on his own understanding. And so he said, well, what, so what, that, that's huge right there. I mean, that, about to make a major blunder, the end of Microsoft or tragedy and the financial impact to the U.S. and the world's economy, quite honestly. Huge situation. But it came, the answers came from the team. The answers came, and it's the why. It's not, you know, you're sitting at a table here, like I modeled uh, yesterday a couple things, and, you know, the pastor's saying, uh, we're going to take this direction, or the CEO is sitting here with his executive team and is saying, we're going to take this direction. And, uh, you know, your people are sitting here saying, well, that's really dumb, but, you know, that's, he's the boss, you know, whatever, you know. No, we can't function like that. We have to have a safe harbor for people to say, I'm concerned about that. So I would say to my, the leaders I reported to various points in my career, I would say, I'm really concerned about that. Because if we go that direction, these, as this is what I see is could be the ramifications of that. And then the leader has a choice. One is could be, you know, I've thought of that, Dean. And it's not a perfect thing. In fact, we need to come up with a contingency plan to handle the concern that you raised. But I still believe this, it's not a perfect thing. And it's going to have some vulnerabilities. And we, let's develop a backup plan for those vulnerabilities. Thanks for pointing that out. But I'm convinced that we need to continue in this direction. Okay? Or he could say, as they did many times, thank you. I didn't see that. You're right. You're I didn't see it. Okay, one more. <clears throat> here was the... Are you getting this? Yeah. Here, here was the co-founder of Digital Corporation. And uh, the, the co-founder and the current CEO of Digital Corporation. Now, Digital made mainframes, like the big screen up there. And these huge mainframes, some of you are too young to remember or know that we had them because we've had PCs for so long. But they, they made mainframes like this, big machines in dark, uh, well, maybe they weren't so dark, but it was cold in there because those things were grinding information and they were heating big time and grinding data and information. And the, so they had the room freezing and the big machines were in there grinding out 
the information, and that's what digital did. They made mainframes. So the question on the table by this guy, the CEO of digital, he said, so what's the next iteration of digital? Just like you in your, in your corporation or your ministry, what's the next iteration of us? You're asking that question all the time. Or you're asking the question, how are we doing with the next iteration that we initiated? And is it successful? Is it working? And they're giving you the data. They're giving you the facts. So in this case, <clears throat> he said, what's the next iteration of digital? And they're telling him they're going to be able to network PCs. And we're need to, we need to start now segueing out of those mainframe computers and move into PCs because they're going to network them. And they're going to be everywhere. They're going to be in churches. They're going to be in businesses. They're going to be in libraries, schools, universities, everywhere. They're going to be at homes. They're going to be everywhere. And we need to get out of the mainframes. We're not going to need them anymore. We're going to need to move into the PCs and transition, reinvent ourselves and move into transition into segue into that market. And he said, humbug. No, we're making mainframes. They told him why. They told him everything that they knew. And he said, no, humbug. See, he didn't have a God to go to to take the information and lay it at his feet. Yeah. Go to the mountain with God and talk to him about this because if you go to the mountain, he could, he, I don't know that he even had a God, but uh, if you went to, the, to God in a vacuum, there's a limited amount of understanding that God can teach him or show him. It can be supernatural and miraculous, but God expects us to come to him with facts and information and an understanding so he can communicate more clearly and make an impression upon us more dearly. So <clears throat> he... He made the wrong call. No. See, you still make the final call. You're still commissioning the work. But he said, no, we're making mainframes. And they don't even exist. They were the hottest stock in America in the early 80s, next to the Limited, where I was. And, and we, well, we, we jockeyed for first place for the first years of the 80s. We jockeyed for the hottest stock in America, the most successful corporation jockey and they don't even exist today limited is still going but they don't even exist today they were bought out by compact in a fire sale bought out by compact in a fire sale you know the compact center with joel and so <clears throat> uh, i don't even know where compact is these days but the point i know where these guys don't exist so it was the wrong call so you still have to make the final call but you're going to make the final call with God, with, the, with all the information you can muster to take to him and let him to talk to you and speak to you and direct you and order your steps. So that's huge. And it's an example of not being commissioning the wrong thing. So you're still in charge. You got all, he got all this information, but he didn't act on it appropriately. <clears throat> all right, so... What we're going to do now, I'm going to go from here. I want to show you because you saw how you take a fact or an issue and it can be turned into an opportunity very favorably with this system. But what we're going to identify 
or what I want to teach you and show you is that you're going, to be, you're going to be easily overwhelmed when you start to find out the facts that you don't know or when you start getting the facts uh, from your people and they're bringing you the evaluation of the facts and you're going to, you're going to have to, you're going to be overwhelmed with the number of facts. So we have to, until we build deeper teams, I want to, I want to show you how to prioritize. I want to show you how to organize your organization so that you can handle all the facts. So you can structure yourself to accommodate all of God's mandates or all of the mandates of your board of directors or whatever it is you're dealing with. And so that you learn to prioritize. And I, I want to point out to you how to organize and then when you go to organization and you design it God's way to, to match God's mandates you're going to see the number of holes and voids you have throughout your organization that's okay but that's where we need to now we're at least facing reality and you'll make a priority one of the priorities will be to start filling the holes keeping the ones God sends and train the ones that we keep so I want to illustrate that to you so you see and where do you go next. And then I want to show you how to conduct a meeting effectively with uh, an agenda that I've learned is, and it's, I'm going to give you a simple example, but uh, we're going to learn how to, how to how you to facilitate an effective meeting. And what are the key criterias for having an effective meeting here, which gets replicated there and which gets replicated down line. So we're going to go over all those things. We got quite a, and then I'm going to allow enough time this afternoon. I, I've, maybe I can do a role playing thing here that might help. Uh, we'll see what, what we can do. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to do that uh, and then we're going to have a Q&A session. Some of you come up and ask me questions and thank you, that's fine. Uh, but uh, it would be better if you ask the questions in the Q&A session. Why? So other people can learn. They may have the same question. Or the answer may be something they didn't think of, but your question will stimulate the answer for a number of people. So that's why we're going to make sure we allocate a time to have some Q&A. And I, li I like that. It allows me to cover, meet you at your point of need, where you're still concerned or troubled. But I told you yesterday I wanted to talk to you about the products. And I give you an opportunity to ask questions about that. So we're going to take some time out here before we break for lunch. And I want to ask you if you have any questions um, about the product, the maximum CEO, the discipler, or the ultimate, or how it works, and how you can order it. Some of you asked me, you know, can you get it online? Yes, you can get it online. You can get it uh, on the internet, but you can't get the payment plan if that would help you. And um, I, I would encourage you to. Uh, to make a decision today. I would, I would encourage you to dig a ditch and to put your faith on the line. This is an investment in all those things I told you about last night. But I, I, uh, I hopefully you read the material. And uh, what, so what questions might you have about how this works? And uh, you have an order form in here. Um, a number of you told me that you're gonna purchase it. And, and, and incidentally, the, the first person that told me you're going to purchase it. I, I didn't mention this to the other one or two, but the first ones that, that uh, uh, purchase it 
uh, you can take home the ones that are out there. So you don't have to pay for the, uh, to, to ship it to you. Um, and um, you can take the first two, or there's two out there. You can't take this one. This is, see? Yeah. Um, this one's been well used. There's anointing on this one, right? Yeah. In addition to the initial anointing. So, okay, so what questions do you have about the product? What, how can I clarify for you? I'm, I'm yes, ma'am. I'm encouraging you to get it, obviously. Uh, he, Justin's coming with the mic, and some of you may have to transfer it up here to me. When was this product created, and are you going to update it anytime in the near future? Am I going to, uh, is it what? Okay, <clears throat> it was uh, videoed in 2009. We had a, a Hollywood crew that came. Ginger was there and Bill, I think, right? And we had a Hollywood crew come to North Carolina and we uh, videoed it in nine. And then um, I, it took me almost three years to produce it because the devil took, did everything he could to keep it from hitting the street. And uh, um, Carol called it the other woman because, uh, you know, it took, took, it just consumed me to build that thing. But I wanted to do it. I wanted to put everything I learned into that basic training, that foundational training. So it's foundational. What, what, what I add to it, sister, is every month, sorry to be doing this, but that's the only way I can see you or see your silhouette. But, it, but uh, the, I'd update it by sending coachings to the partners every single month. And then God speaks to me about something and I send them something that's an amplification of that or I don't, there hasn't been many, mod, I don't, I'm not aware of any modifications. It's what God taught me and I don't think he's, a, he's in doubt about what he's teaching. So, but, it, but there are things that I can do to enhance it or to make it clear or to give you the skill sets to be able to do these things. And that's what I do every month. Most of the coachings, praise the Lord. There you are. Uh, and so I, the, the, uh, the coachings every month, that's when we get into the partnership for pastors too. I send you a monthly coaching. And I've illustrated what those are several times, an executive brief, a focus column, and, and that's where I bring you current on things or new experiences that I've seen or things that have occurred that would help you and amplify on the system. So that's where I update uh, and build upon this. But this is foundational. It's not, this isn't gonna change. This, you know, this, and this is what, what will happen. Your people are so used to new things, you go to a conference and you come home and you got new ideas. Oh, this is what, and you hang up a new felt banner and it says, this is what we are now. And they, they don't buy into this initially because they're pretty sure that it's gonna change next year anyway when you go to another conference. And th this doesn't change. This is a system. This is a scriptural system. And it, it's not, it doesn't change, it changes for the better, because you keep improving. 
But it, it's, the system doesn't change. It's not some new thing again next year. And that's actually happened. I can't tell you how many times a leader has told me, you know, they didn't buy in. And they, they said, you know, quite honestly, CEO, we, we, didn't, we didn't really jump on it initially. That's why he had so much trouble getting us involved. Because we thought, you know, just wait him out and it'll change. And he'll be on to something else. No, they're not on to anything else. This, this is a system, scriptural system. Ginger? The more we realize we don't know, the more we can see is wrong to whom much is given. Become skilled at using the tools versus just knowing that they exist. This whole page is just what you're saying. It's the foundation. So it's not that we're doing anything new. It's that we're learning to implement it more so that we're getting more results Amen. from it. Amen. So it's like two plus two is always yeah, four. That's, so it's that's what page is that, Ginger? 23. Yeah, 23. It explains that in uh, more detail. Uh, thank you, Ginger. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know how many of you know uh, Ginger and Bill, um, but they they lead uh, Dr. Savell's uh, chariots of is it chariots of fire or chariots of light? What light. of light? Yeah, light. And uh, they're awesome. And uh, how many salvations we're did you tell me? We're at a, a quarter of a million now. A quarter of a million salvations. <laughs> Some precious people have been nurtured, given an opportunity to serve God like that. And uh, the porters in Kenya, the story I told about Wade and the, and the animals and stuff, uh, that's, that's what it's all about. Dr. Savell pre presented an opportunity for them to get involved and take their giftings, abilities, and experiences and glorify God and contribute to the kingdom and contribute to this ministry. So this, I just, I just applaud. And, and you're all doing the same thing in different places, in different levels. And I've, I've really enjoyed, so many of you have said some very kind things and thank you, thank you. Okay, so the product, what else? Thank you, Ginger. Someone else, questions? Uh, I had a question brought to me because do you want? Do they want to just get the first, or do they get the others? And I and I, and I explain, that's the fundamentals. And before you get can go to discipleship, and to uh, ultimate, the foundation is right there. That's and right. So, so somebody was asking if you want to explain a little bit more about that, just on the process and, and, and so. Yeah. Well, this is the foundation. This is the hard copy plus the virtual. You'll get a virtual access on everything that's in the DVDs here. You'll get virtual access so you can watch those online. And you, that, but you also get the hard copy here. But this is the basic training. This is a fundamental system. And it's got these other volumes, which I mentioned, CDs. Then you got an instructor guide, how to teach it, how to implement it. Then you have 16 pages of diagrams and all the whiteboard, all the whiteboards that are in the workbook are amplified on and all my notations for everything I say about it. And then the 400 page leader manual and a CD that encourages your leaders to get involved. But they love this thing. They'll pull you along with this. So you get this and then 
The next subsequent years, I did, this was almost four days, and it's edited down to uh, 1,100 minutes. And then the next uh, year, I did, um, well, the next subsequent years, I did Discipler and Ultimate. And Discipler is a, an extension of this, as, you, as we've covered so many times and I've explained in a number of different ways. It's a discipleship system. So to teach you and your leaders how to disciple effectively, do role playing and do more of what, I've done some role playing here, but to do more of that, um, if they can still see, can you see me okay? Then let me see you. Uh, just let me, uh, that was so rich, I didn't even know half of you were here. <laughs> and some of you came up and apologized for getting out, leaving at certain times and maybe, you know, we were very tired, we flew all night and I hope you didn't see, I know I didn't see you, I can't see you, I cannot see the front row, really. But then we did, I did Disciple or CEO and I think it's, it's 17, um, more sessions, 27 in here, 17 more with Discipler. But Discipler is tangential to this. Now it's just virtual, because you already have all the basic materials here. But then Discipler helps you and your leaders how to disciple others. And it, the whole emphasis is on discipleship. And I, I remember Pastor Barch, you did not come that year, right? Because you said you knew a lot about discipleship, right? Is that a fair you came. Yeah. Oh, you almost didn't come. Yeah. That's what you told me. Okay. And yeah, because I know about discipleship. Well, no, it was three days on how to disciple people to do this system, to work this way. So it's, it is also really basic. It's foundational. And then the last one is ultimate. And that's how you build generalists, to get a bigger picture, to think more about what I told you at the beginning yesterday, the, to get a, a bigger grasp of your vision, your succession plan, the legacy you would want to leave, and what you're going to bequeath to future generations. So all three I would recommend that you get, but if it's a matter of affordability, then you want to start with this. You don't want to start with disciple or ultimate there because it won't make sense. And uh, in here is strategic planning, too, which we haven't even touched on. I, co I covered some performance things, just to give you an understanding of how this works. But there's a lot of performance stuff in, the, in, the, uh, in, volume, in, in volume three, 60 coachings on skill sets and art forms, and to help you understand the system better. So <clears throat> it's huge. Uh, so hopefully that clarifies it. If, you, if I would recommend if, if you can afford it, get it, get the entire package. And some are further along, some are going to uh, progress at, at uh, different levels based on their previous experience. Uh, so then they can move right into some of your people that are already leading teams would want to, and they've heard the, the uh, if, if you're brand new, obviously they haven't heard it. But uh, if you've already, if you bought the maximum, then you would want to definitely get the ultimate and the discipler, as Pastor Rick said, that uh, Justin and Annette uh, did uh, more recently after they had this. But I would encourage you to get the whole thing. Jump in and, and uh, invest. Okay, so um, what other questions do we have? Uh, good, good questions, and thank you, Ginger, for sharing that. Okay, and... Now, the, the one thing that I'll, that I'll interject again here is that uh, 
It's, you can pay, if it would help you, it, you can pay for it over 10 months. So what will happen if you choose to do that? Then we'll ship this. We will send you your online access to this or anything you, else you purchase, if you purchase the entire collection, the entire curriculum, everything. They all work together. But if you purchase the entire thing, then uh, you can take, uh, or any part of it, you can take 10 months. We'll ship it to you, give you online access, and trust you for the final nine. But I just, like I said yesterday, I ask you to please let us know if your account changes. Uh, Justin mentioned he wants to give me uh, his new number because they, they had uh, fraud on their account. We've had it three times, Carol and I, this year. It's happening more and more and more. I have a real close relationship with the Chase card, and uh, they call me frequently. You know, is this any good? Uh, you honor, will you honor this payment? Is this fraud? I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I get it every two, three weeks. And then we gotta, if I say yes, it's not us, or no, we didn't do that. Okay, well, we'll send you a new card. And that happens all the time. So we need your help. If we're gonna do the payment thing, uh, you're going to even give us your number for the first, well, the first one, if it's give us the right number. But if anything, if you're on the payment thing, then um, make sure you let us know when your car changes. Like I have to let my know that, let people know that are in auto withdrawal. <clears throat> okay. So, um, what other questions do you have? How many of you can see the value of this product relative to what we've been doing here? Yeah. It's, it is, you, I would not encourage you to try to do this without this. That's why I produced it. I didn't really want to spend almost three years with that other woman, this thing. I, I wanted to have a life and I wanted to do other things, but I, I wanted you to ha be able to have that. You can't come and hear this one time and do it. That's not, that's not realistic and you retain probably 10 to 15% of what you've heard. <clears throat> but to see how it all fits together and works together, bright CEOs and, and of ministries or corporations have said, man, it took me four, five times before I really saw how it fits together. But certainly, you know, it wasn't until I'd gone through it a second time and it dropped deeper into my spirit and started to get etched in there that I was able to even act on it. And so, okay, um, <clears throat> then what, what I'll need you to do then is bring me this form. Those of you, uh, I want you to fill it out completely. Don't, you gotta give me everything so that we know how to reach you, contact you, uh, and where to ship it and your email address for the online access number that you'll get immediately, hopefully within uh, a week or 10 days, and then the product hopefully within, the hard copy within a couple weeks, and then you fill out the routing number or the credit card number, and please fill it out completely. But I'll be up here, uh, you can bring it to me. Don't wait till the last minute, then everything backs up. So take advantage of the lunch hour, fill it out, Bring it up. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, a couple of practical things on it that's really helpful, and it's even something Dr. Aki was talking to Pastor Justin and I and, and Annette, and we were all having lunch, and, and uh, he mentioned something to us on the, 
on an area that we needed to work on. What's really cool about having access to that is you can go in there, and if it's uh, like your strategic planning situation, there it'll tell you what what CD or what DVD or what which one you need to go to, and you can go <coughs> in there and really pipeline yourself to go. Okay, I'm gonna focus on this because this is an area that I know we're struggling. If you're a conflict resolution is another one that you you know you may have to think we need a little work on this a little bit better. So it gives you the opportunity, and you can be anywhere and access this once you're, I mean, you can be in the airport or you can be just having some downtime or thinking about th things and you're thinking about this leader and you're going, I don't know what I'm going to do with them and, I, and just start praying about it. God will show you where you can go in there that helps you just be able to troubleshoot that and it's really easy access. And a lot of times you get on some internets or some websites and you're trying to, how do I log in? How do I get, it's, it's not, it's really simple. The login information is simple. Uh, everything's so super easy access. So uh, just a big plus on that digital aspect of things as well as, you know, the product once you get it is being able to have that access when you do have some things. And if a leader, one of your leaders comes to you and look, I'm having issues with this and you may give them an assignment. Hey, go listen to this you know, pull this up and listen to this and look at your teaching that we went over together and come back and let's talk about that together and try to figure out how to do that. Just uh, that's it's a great a, point, Pastor. Yeah, it's a yeah that's a great point. That's why this thing is so dog-eared because he's been in and out of here hundreds of times. And I was just in Holland with Gert Jan de Groot who hosted the training over there. He, he's not the pastor. He just, uh, like, like Pastor Rick, he... Uh, he said, I want to bring you to Holland and again. And he brought his product out here and it, it's all, he said, I go in there all the time. When I was building that company getting, and I got all that equity, he said I was in it. When I was about to have a, another meeting or strategic planning or whatever it was, I had a situation. I'd go in, I'd look up the index, I'd pull it out, refresh my, you know, you, this is your resource, resource piece that lasts forever. It's, the pages are laminated. The, important, the ones you use most frequently are laminated. It's in a library. It can get on your shelf. Give this, let your team, buy, some buy it for themselves and then a, a one for their team. And uh, they've got continual access for it all the time. So, okay. So how many of you have made a decision to purchase the product? Great. Let me see your hands. Raise it, raise it up. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, then bring me the forms up here. Either bring them up before we go break for lunch here in a few minutes or bring them up um, right after lunch or we fill them out during lunch and bring them to me. And uh, now indicate on there 10 months if you're gonna take the 10 month payment thing, make that clear. And um, then the, the next one that I receive, we'll get the other one out there uh, at the table. And... Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sorry, sir. We're in the middle of a meeting here. We're doing... I listen all day. And you're a partner, too. Praise the Lord. Well, <laughs> thank you, sir. Do you, do, I didn't get to meet you, but are, are you a pastor or a marketplace uh, a pastor? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's the spirit. Um, I'll look it over, make sure you, you, got, you got it all okay and that, that we understand it, but thank you. Thank you. So you get the second one out there. Uh, going, going, gone. But he partnered, and so you took the discount, right? You, you saved $425. Thank you. 
Praise the Lord. And, and there's no, look, the partnership is not a life sentence. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> ho hopefully God told you to do it. And when God says you've learned everything he wants you to learn, then you can stop. <laughs> It'll be a long time. <laughs> okay, thank you. Sarah, is that your bride next to you? No, that's one of your team. What? Sister-in-law. Okay. And you're getting along effectively? Okay. Uh, now, let's talk about the partnership for pastors. So I go to that meeting. The guy gets up and says, I was an Army Ranger. And then God, just a minute before that, he says, give them all a free training, which I did. Then he sent Pastor Jose Jimenez from Las Vegas. And, and Jose called me, some of you know him, met him. And Jose called me and he said, Dr. Ray, such a humble guy. He said, Dr. Radke, we can't, we have a, little, a Hispanic church in Vegas. We can't afford $2,500, can, but can we, I'll pay you everything I can. Can we just come and learn this stuff? And uh, he said, I've heard about you and I want, I want, we don't get this kind of training. I said, you write me a letter and tell me why you want it. And boy, the letter was precious. I still have it on a yellow sheet of paper. And so I said, you come. Carol and I scholarshiped him, bought, uh, I can't remember exactly, I think his airfare and we paid for the hotel and we gave him everything and free. And um, he, <clears throat> so I didn't see him for, uh, I mean, I saw him, but then I didn't see him for about four or five years. He started working it and uh, he got the product. And then I, he came to a meeting uh, and I told him, I said, I want a hug. I, I need another hug. You better show up to this particular meeting. And, and uh, he said, okay. And so I didn't see him, but then I saw him way back there by the sound booth, in the back, humble guy. He's, and, I, and so I said, Jose, is that you? And he said, yeah. I said, and so we scholarshiped him and that's when and he came up. I said, come on, come on up here. Tell the people, how are you doing? What, oh, well, Dr. Radke and Carol, they scholarship me and he helped me a number of ways. He let me call him and, you know, and so he, I said, well, I figured he, you know, probably has a couple hundred people by now. And so I said, so, so you, uh, tell, tell the story. And he said, well, they helped me and blah, blah, blah. And then he said, uh, we were, we started out, we weren't even in the storefront. We were in the back of the storefront. We were in the back by the dumpster, the big dumpster thing. That's where our church was in the door right there. And we, but we knew, we really thought we had a powerful anointing because everybody was crying. But then we found out it was the Chinese restaurant next door, they were cutting onions. And so, so he brought the house down with that. And then I said, so Jose, so Jose, how many people do you have with you now? What have you done? What have you built? He said, oh, we have about 3,000, 3,000 people. Yeah, it's, that's what can happen. With a guy that broke in English, and all of his people are not bilingual. Most of them, 90% of them are not bilingual. Man, and they, Carol and I have been to church there, and they celebrate us, and that, that's neat. But man, they know how to have church, flat out church. And it's powerful. And this man is something else. And I want to reach the Hispanic market. 
I've got to reach the Hispanic market. I'm working on him to be a training center for Hispanics because uh, they, they did the translation. They do the translation there. And we've been there like four or five times now at his church. It's amazing. It's the most beautiful church building, honestly, I've ever seen. It's, the, it's contemporary. It's clean. It's perfect. It's unbelievable. So anyway, he's a partner. And... <clears throat> The partnership for pastors, we have to break in two minutes, but let's, I want to make sure you, you understand about this and have any, if you have any questions, hopefully you read this prospectus. God had me write this in one night when he said, stop giving it away. Let me show you how this is going to work. And then there's the coaching you get as a partner. The re, two main reasons to partner would be to send me to the nations and to the, uh, and then the, uh, for me, to, God said, you have to outgive the givers. So I said, how do I do that? He said, you keep sending them coachings every single month. And you keep them engaged, you keep them focused, you keep them learning. And so that's what, here's the one on gap leadership. Hopefully you've seen that. Okay, so then the clincher was uh, when a precious black man came down the aisle there. And I mentioned this to you yesterday, I think. But he was crying and he said, can I, can I give you a hug, Sarah? And I said, sure. And he put his wet cheek here and he whispered in my ear he said what could I have done for God if I had this 20 years ago and that's what drives Carol and I and that's what we're going to why we're going to do this for the rest of our lives we've got to get this system in as many hands as we possibly can and we're working on new initiatives to make that happen and then you're so your partnership not only sends me to the nations but it's going to help us do things with the digital age that are going to be able to make a difference and reach more people than I can reach by just doing meetings like this. I love this. Nothing better than this. But the, I love the relationship. I love do, teaching. But uh, the, this, the partnership will send me principally to the nations where people can't get this but tuition free and not preclude anybody. So are there any questions about the partnership? Any, any, uh, and and uh, you, you saw the people, and uh, maybe after we'll, we'll acknowledge them one more time, but they've made this possible for you. So the principle would be make it happen for somebody else. That's what this is about. And thank you, Pastor, for, for your partnership and your purchase. Uh, any questions about how this works? You know, just do it. If God puts it on your heart to do, then partner. If, if God, uh, uh, and if God tells you to do it, he'll provide. And uh, it's based on the number of congregants, but if you're a corporation, just base it on what you think is the, the comparably sized company you have, business you have relative to a church. 25 people, 125 people, 500 people, you decide. And, and do what God tells you to do. Just do what God tells you to do. I mean, every, this is all about doing what God tells you to do. So uh, any questions? on this okay and of course this gives you the savings on the purchase if you're a partner as this pastor saved 425 dollars on the complete collection so i i just uh, i appreciate these partners that made this possible for us to be here and uh okay any questions on this okay this too needs to accompany your purchase if you want the discount and uh, i'll be up here uh, before we go anywhere now, or I'll, and, and, uh, or I'll be here when we come back, or I'll be here, I'll stay a little bit. We, don't, we have to get out of here pretty quickly, right, at 3, because they're going to have set up for praise and worship 
they got to strike the set here and set up for praise and worship for the ministers, for those of you that are here for the ministers' conference. Any, any questions, any comments, anything further on this? Okay, good. Let's, uh, let's get to lunch. So we're back here in an hour, right? <clears throat> yeah, let me go ahead and pray over your lunch. Uh, good thing it is, it's already here. Uh, another thing is, is uh, we did talk with Jason. That's the first time we've done those box lunches, so there should be a...